Hello and welcome to the 27th episode of Woman, Conversations for the Curious, a podcast I created for women looking to squeeze more juice out of life. I'm Amy Crawford, founder of The Holistic Ingredient. I'm a mindset therapist, whole food lover, and more than a little bit passionate about helping you feel comfortable around what it is to be a woman. A few months ago, I interviewed Melbourne-based sex coach and therapist Tamika Wilder. Now, I know many of you will have already listened to this episode, but if not, I highly encourage you go take a look at episode 15. It's titled Mums, Reignite Your Sexuality. Now, regardless of whether you're a mum, there is a lot of juice in there for all, and I think lots of it will be very relevant to today's topic. Um, now, as it happens, I invited Tamika back onto the podcast today and well, I never, she said yes. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. No worries. Good to be here. There's something kind of lovely and reassuring about speaking to a fellow Melbourneite at the moment, I have to yeah. say. It's <laughs> this kind of sense of shared, shared challenges and knowing, isn't it? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, last week I was enjoying some online interactions with a woman in the ACT who had been thrown into a really rather sudden seven-day lockdown. And as we know, the ACT have been really fortunate in that they've had very little time in lockdown. And for her, I think I can't remember what day it was last week, but it was they literally got, I think, three hours notice. And she described the feeling she got as like, whiplash Mm. now I remember pretty acutely that feeling of whiplash that we Victorians um were getting Mm. last year and and that kind of that sense of shock that came but interestingly um I don't feel that whiplash anymore Mm. um now for those that possibly those who are listening who aren't in Australia, those of us in Melbourne who have been through, I think, now seven months of lockdown over the over the last yeah. year and a bit. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I'll be alone in saying this, but for me the sensation isn't whiplash. It's a feeling of being numb. And with that numbness I get a sense of fatigue. Mm. It's interesting that kind of just washes over me. So the announcement comes. And then there's yeah. kind of a nothingness. And then yeah. over the course of that night and the next day, I'm like, you know, this is, yeah, there's this sense of emotional and physical numbness. Now, given you un- you have been through exactly the same challenges and so far as lockdowns as I have, I want to ask you this one simple question. Do you feel numb too? There's one thing I want to know. Uh, my answer is yes. (laughs) It's crazy. Like what you've described is exactly what has started happening to me as well. It's like a, a withering, a lethargy, an apathy, a tiredness, a dryness, um, I I only know that it feels like that because of my background, but actually it is, it's, it's numb. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think that I would have had all of those words for it a while ago. I would have just been like, yeah, it's, it's nothing like I'm dying on the inside, but, um, 
yeah, this this lethargy is chronic and it is a very acute felt experience in in my body. Mm. And what sort of what I think I'm bec- I'm very conscious of is that as humans, whenever we feel discomfort, we intrinsically or inherently quickly go and try and find ways to fix that discomfort. You know, we buffer it or whatever it is, we, whether we, whatever we do. But I feel like this numbness that we're experiencing is an entirely different beast because, quite frankly, there's not a lot left in the tank to go yeah. fixing things. Yeah. And, you know, every day we get up, we draw on the few reserves we have left. We are just trying to put one foot in front of the other and stay positive. Yes. Um, and so many of us are finding, you know, that motivation and productive our, our motivation and productivity is probably markedly waning yes but do you agree that in this set in this place of numbness that we're experiencing we need to inst- we need to let go of this need to necessarily find the reserves to fix it and change it mm. does that make sense because yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that you're going to be able to share some share, mm. share some of your wisdom in terms of how we can, I don't know, change this, this softness. But I feel like we've got to be really acutely aware that we tend to go into this overdrive of fixing things when possibly we need to find, I don't think acceptance is the right word, but you might know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I've run out of energy. Being, yeah, it's, like, it's right. I'll go now. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> Uh, being with, being with exactly as you are. And it is acceptance actually of not necessarily a situation um, because that feels really difficult. And there's a whole set of mindset tools, I think, that we have to engage differently than what we ever have had to before. But it is, I think for me, it's like I have to just be with this numbness, be with these sensations, be with those moments where I might just be, staring like you know those stare bear moments yeah and you know I've got the four-year-old and seven-year-old at home and oh my gosh I can't do any more crafting or baking any more bread or you know so it is an acceptance um but I'll never forget I went to a psychotherapist a while ago and was you know in my sessions and what I learned was that I had to learn how to do nothing and learn how to stop and just be in stillness and silence and it was wildly frustrating for me at the time I know that feeling because like you what do nothing yeah yeah exactly do nothing and she put the, the like thing down for me and I was to sit there and just be and it's a really deep lesson and after that, I was able then to attune to my sensations a little bit more and like find my breath a little bit deeper and find my center and my core more easily because I got used to a nothingness. And I think we're all being forced into that lesson a little bit. Mm, okay. So I wonder if that actually should feel a little bit simpler for us now than it might have previously because I think lots of us have ongoing cases of CBS. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, like, I'll be honest, some nights I can't even be bothered to watch a series on Netflix. You know, I'm losing interest in Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yet on the weekend, it was the most beautiful weekend of sunshine. Mm. And I lay on the grass at one point and just had my face in the sun and just lay there. And that's all I had the capacity to do. Yes. And it felt so delicious. That's crazy. I did the exact same thing. (laughs) I lay on a mattress outside for three hours, like just laying there. It was was really, really beautiful. So what you're sort of, what you've suggested is that if we, if we just embrace those feelings of nothingness, that it's in those moments when we will find greater connection with our feelings or what's in our body, just yeah. the nothingness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just this the being, the practice of just being. Because we, yeah. you know, we are all so entangled in the doing and the having and the going after and the rah-rah. And you know, all of those things are super important to a balanced life, is what we're finding. That is all true and correct. This is not to say, oh, it's actually fine that we're all just here in stagnation and lockdown. No. But it's just a little bit of practice of being a bit comfier with yeah being um and the the simple things and from that place and like I said before I feel like mindset is a big part of this conversation don't you reckon yeah totally yeah like people's mental health and capacity to take on different challenges over and over and over again in this lockdown situation Mm -hmm. like a lot of people that are experiencing the straw that broke the camel's back kind of vibes Mm. in the home with in relationships with kids friendships you know work um I know so many women who are like oh I've got the two kids at home we're both trying to work from home you know two full-time workers trying to manage zoom screens and stuff with two children and no carers it's it's actually impossible Mm. it's not like oh get agile get used to it it's impossible Mm. yeah (laughs) Yeah. The children to be educated at home by two working parents so it's like oh they've got to take leave anyway so what I'm saying about mental our, our kind of mindset stuff is like um I don't know how you would do this or how people do this but deciding on where you're going to use your capacity mm. and really only getting okay I'm actually okay with only doing that yeah I'm actually okay with going to bed at you know nine o'clock every night and yes waking up at 9 a.m maybe you know mm-hmm. finding what your um where you want to use your capacity I think is yeah really and, so and important for mental health yeah and and really giving yourself permission and letting go of any guilt yes. around that permission so it's funny that you should say going to bed at nine o'clock I mean I go to bed these days at nine latest nine thirty every night yeah. And to, to, to all of your parents, I'm really sorry, but on Thursday I went to bed at 6.30. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, yeah. I just, there was just nothing left and actually I, uh, I really wanted to be on my own mm. and so I took my laptop to bed and I watched rubbish show or something and then I went, I was probably asleep at 6.30. Um, and some days, as you say, I think, I think I think what happened for many of us a year or so ago is that we we went into overdrive. We thought, great, here's an opportunity to clean the laundry cupboard, which I did last weekend. Yes. I don't know if it's been done in many years. Um, or here's an opportunity to bake and do all of these things that we haven't 
you know, that we haven't had as much time to do, but but many of us now have clean homes. Oh, I know. <laughs> there's, running out of, there's no and, more novelty left. There is no, no there's left, no novelty so, left. Yeah. And probably, and I don't know about you, but I've also lost a lot of inspiration in the kitchen. Um, I'm just having to keep it really simple. But I think as long as, so the way I'm managing this, so on the weekend, it was the most glorious weekend of sunshine. And I knew that, I know that I am wholly responsible for the way I feel in every moment and how I choose to spend my time and, of course, the thoughts that I have. So for me it was getting up on Saturday and saying to myself, right, well, what do you need to do today that is going, what could you do today that's going to bring some sunshine and lift your spirit or, you know, and for me it's always walking. Yeah. I, I, I walked and walked and walked and walked on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up getting my hands dirty in an overgrown garden, which awesome. I spent hours in all weekend. And it, what I loved about that was I got so I didn't have any music. There was no podcast. It was just gloves on, pulling weeds on my knees mm. for hours on Saturday and Sunday. And so just from doing that exercise, that brought me a great sense of satisfaction and pleasure. Andrew's a tradie, so he's allowed to go to Bunnings and he bought me oh. some bright-coloured geraniums. I've planted some bright hot pink and bright red geraniums. The pleasure, you know, and yeah. I just got my hands in the dirt. And I can't... It, like it's, it was a notable shift in me mm. across the weekend just because I set myself a task and it was a simple one and that's that's it. That's what I achieved on the weekend. Yeah. I didn't go near social media, didn't do any work, and that's what I needed. Yeah. Mm. So looking at your capacity, but then there are other days when, you know, on Friday I didn't work. I just thought, yeah. you know what, I need to do nothing and yes. I lay around I lay on my bed, you know, I just lay there. I couldn't even bother to read. <laughs> oh, good. This is so permission granting, isn't it? Like it whoever's is. listening to this, it's like it's quite refreshing, like hearing people, you know, therapists like us actually talk about the, like all of this human stuff, all of this like these mechanisms inside of us that are, everyone's going through at the moment. Like mm. we're all ticking through the same lessons and ticking through the same um yeah survival needs yeah and I think the other I think something else that's really worth mentioning as well is becoming really aware of how your body reacts to whatever it is you are reading you are watching you know how you're spending your time like as an example I'm choosing to spend very little time on social media at the moment because of the way my body reacts mostly on Facebook I find very difficult at the best of times. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But anything that slightly triggers any discomfort in me, I stay away from. But also some of the TV shows, Andrew and I love Scanny Noir. We love a whodunit mm -hmm. and a lot of like crime thrillers. Yeah. But lately I've found my nervous system is just not tolerating it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. being a lot more conscious of, um, the shows we're watching, what we're, how, what we're reading, all of that all is the really crucial, all I think, at this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm finding the, the same thing. Facebook, I'm like, oh, wow, that's so specific and unique, the sensation in my chest and my belly and my throat and my heart um, and my womb. <laughs> mm. So I'm like, have to stay away from that. Um, input is huge for me. I've, I've been 
a lot more sensitized to to the energetics of things and um yeah having discernment and setting boundaries um but it's difficult when people are kind of on their phones a lot potentially and getting that dopamine hit and getting that low-hanging fruit of feel-good moments but when you really attune to it it's they're not feel-good moments no um, even yeah. things like food i think like in lockdowns last year i was a lot more frivolous with the input into my body too and that's been something that's really changed this time around and I'm noticing the reserves are stronger now that I'm not inputting you know as much junk and just right. being, yeah, yeah well I think something a conversation I had with a girlfriend around around say food and alcohol as an example is so right now most of us have next to no control over what's happening in our lives mm. um but one thing we can control is the care that we show ourselves and yeah. our diet and yeah. the exercise we do and not necessarily for everybody, but the sleep that we, that we you know, yeah. that we have. Yeah. And I started a 30-day kind of a 30-day challenge about three weeks ago, um, which includes no alcohol, yeah. no sugar, and um, a sort of slightly refined diet. And I have to say that has given me a great sense of satisfaction alone. I get yeah. to every day and I think I've done it. I did another yeah. day. Go me. Great. Yeah. Feeling better, feeling better in my jeans, feeling more energised, um, not buffering. Yeah. You know, not, not buffering yeah. the uncomfortable feelings with food, which then leads to, you know, other kind of toxic, you know, feelings of guilt and that sort of thing. Totally. Yeah, this is a big piece for people, for a lot of people, I think. The, yeah. Well, I, and I know that from experience. It's like, oh, stuffing, stuffing emotions, yeah. masking, you know, trying to get on with things. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think I, I guess I just want to say if you are someone who struggles with, with that, even hearing, I know people that would be triggered hearing like, oh, I've been off of alcohol for the last two months. Yeah. And dairy and sugar, refined sugar and red meat and all these things. And it's like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, that's really hard mm. for me. Like, I understand that that can be frustrating. It can. Other yes. people can do this thing that maybe you, you know, can't at the moment. But I will actually share like one thing that helped me get to a place where I was managing my nervous system in such a way that meant that I could really take control over what I was eating and, and inputting um, was using somatic tools that we spoke about in our last in our last chat together, using things like breath and sound and movement to actually self-nurture and self-nourish in ways that weren't based in the dopamine from my screen or the serotonin from my yes. potato chips. All of which are in your beautiful book, Wild Honey, which I have in front of me, the yeah. five foundational somatic tools. Yeah, yeah. So using them really just changed my relationship with my body and my ability to, like, top myself up without anything external. Um, I think people also, like, in relationships in the moment, if, if you're in lockdown in, in difficult relationships, it can be really hard to unhinge our needs from a partner and really start to do this self-parenting stuff because I, I think, like, the, the food and the self-care and all that is really about becoming your own parent again. Yeah. You've heard this concept, surely. This is kind of... Mm, yeah. yeah, and... You know, so that's it's an interesting. I think it, what's been coming up for me, sort of, I guess, around the on the the relationship front, is that I am 
very used to a lot of solo time. And so it's 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 trying to find ways to navigate that sense of freedom and independence and solo time when you're in lockdown with someone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there's yeah. only one other, not children. Yeah. Um, yeah. So does it feel like it's your tendency to lean away rather than lean toward? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. Have, I have that too. Yeah, so there's a tendency to feeling uncomfortable and then, you know, to, to need to figure that out for myself and to internalise it and um, and bottle up a little bit, I suppose. Yeah. Um, because that also comes with feelings of discomfort around wanting solo time and not wanting necessarily to say that because you don't want to, you know, it's, I don't want somebody else to feel rejected or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's all very complex, isn't it? It is, it mm. is. Um, for me, it's really the balance of when I want solo time or I want to back away and cave up, which feels really good to me sometimes. Um, but if it's coming from a place of bottling and hiding or repressing, that's totally different. So I always have to catch it. Um, and then if somebody else needs something from me, understanding, well, you know, the relational space is a two-way street and sometimes I need to lean forward and allow, you know, give to them. <laughs> be in the space with them and be nurturing and gentle and present and available for someone who you know is going oh I'd really love some cuddles or I'd really love this and yes and there's so much value in the value in that what you've just said there giving to another when I I think we a lot of us where everybody has a tendency sometimes to go within and we can get a little bit woe is me my life's so sad so bad and yeah. a little bit it's not self-obsessed, it's not the right word, but we we can get a bit me-focused. Yeah. And yet often when we're going through such a challenging time, one of the most beautiful things we can do is be outward thinking. Yeah. And start caring for somebody else and reaching out to others. Totally. Mm, yeah, and get that energy flowing. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a classic extrovert. So meaning I derive all of my energy from being around other people. doesn't mean that, you know, an extrovert is not with you the loudest in the room or the most confident or the most, you know, expressed. It's literally about how and where you derive your, your energy from. Mm. So an introvert needs to be alone a lot more and they feel more energised. So I'm the kind of person that I'll go and work in the cafe or in the middle of like a festival on my computer. I would prefer that over the rather than be in my bedroom on my own. Um, and so, yeah, wanting to reach out to people and actually be in connection is the most important thing to me. So it's interesting if you're listening to this, maybe tracking for you, how can you derive your energy, um, given this, the current situation, are there moments of connection that you can create, you know, to, to top yourself up, mm. um, because I also know some people who are going through that thing where it's like, I could go for a walk, but I can't be bothered now. Yeah. That's, it's getting really, it's getting really hectic, Amy. Mm, that's right. <laughs> and, that, and, and that's okay. So, in, so from what, so for those that are listening who are feeling, so let's say, I mean, I'm, I'm sure many people are feeling emotionally and physically numb, but I'm, I'm pretty sure many of us are feeling physically numb. Mm. So in terms of providing some support around different ways in which we can support ourselves here, so obviously just being, as you said, is something that can really nurture us. Yeah. So just be. 
just do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and and connecting to breath as is one of your practice, tools. the practice of going. Oh, it's enough. Like my heart's beating. It's enough. I'm enough. Um, sorry, I think my someone's internet cut out then. Yes, I think it did momentarily. <laughs> Apologies, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, because like just be. Oh, I'm trying to be. What do you mean? <laughs> But it is, it's a mindset of like, okay, it's okay, it's enough. Like my heart's beating, I'm here, I'm present, I'm whole and complete, you know, I am enough. Um, And then coming into stillness with yourself where you do conscious breathing, I think is a really beautiful self-soothing technique. Um. And that just is really the practice of, I would like, I just put my hands on my, on my womb, like one on my womb, one on my heart, lie down on my bed and feel my body fill up with breath and feel my hands rise. And then. And it's really important that, it, that, that you're, you're breathing into your belly, isn't it? That's right. So you're breathing. Particularly at a time like this. Yes. The belly fills up on the in-breath and then depresses back down in on the out-breath. And it sounds really simple. It sounds too simple, but the most simple things are always the most profound at this time when we are like in states of shock and freeze. Yeah. It reminds me of the book of what my physio calls my bullshit shoulder exercises. Um, I have a bad shoulder and neck and he's doing these tiny exercises where I move, I slightly shrug, I slightly pull my, and and he said, right, you need to do 10 of them. I'm like, what? He says, yep, they're bullshit exercises. But every time I go back and see him, there's a gentle improvement. (laughs) So with the breathing, how often do you recommend that we we might incorporate this? So I reckon a really good hack is to set a timer for three times in your day, Mm -hmm. right? One at, say, 11 a.m., one at 2 p.m., and then one at, I don't know, six or after bedtime, uh, you know, when uh, people in your house have gone to bed. And so three times a day and then for three minutes. So go and lie down somewhere and do the breathing. 20 or 30 conscious breaths, that's all, three times a day. And just right. say, just play with that idea. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And if three feels hard, put the timer on for two, two times a day. Do it at 11 and, and 4 p.m. Mm. You know, find what, what will feel good for you yeah okay great so we have breath um what about exploring with um sound yeah so there's lots of screaming I think that a lot of people are holding on to lots of yelling crying rage screaming this is not fair it's not okay like you know this feeling of being done to I think and being out of control is a big theme inside of lots of people's throat and body and chest mm. so can you scream into a pillow cry into a pillow bash a pillow get into the cupboard um put your hand over your mouth so this is a, a really common technique like if you want to do lots of kind of rage screaming and you're in a group of other people um i've been taught you can like you put your hand over your own mouth yeah um, and scream into it it can feel really intensely good a oh. really cool release yeah it's cool right yeah right. I don't know. You just got to pretend you're in a bit of a straight jacket. It's, it's <laughs> great fun. But um, yeah, really allowing whatever sounds to come through. Often we want to allow, if there's an edgy conversation that you are in, potentially an argument or a moment of disharmony in the house, 
instead of starting with the conversation, go and make some sounds first. And it's possible that you'll be able to defuse whatever emotionality you might have entered that conversation with. Wow. Yeah. Right. So let go of some of the anger or the rage and that sensation in your body first. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Clear the cachet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, movement is another big one. I'm my saving grace is when I do my embodiment practice, my, and it's always a little bit, I I call it an erotic embodiment practice because I use sexual and sensual energy in my body a lot to come back to, um, balance and to really soothe my nervous system. So I use breath, sound, movement, um, and my erotic kind of um, sensations. It's not always necessarily super sexual or generally focused, but there is a sensuality and a real life force that comes through in that type of play. Mm-hmm. Um, so it means I put on a really beautiful song or a super sexy song or a song with full, you know, full of bass. Um, and I allow my breath and sound and movement to, to move me. So rather than me move those parts of my body, I allow my somatic expression to kind of come forward and, and um, grace me in the moment. And again, the more you do this, the more you practice these things, the easier they become. Um, doing that from a place of no self-judgment, no comparison, there's no mind involved, there's no right or wrong. It's very much self-exploration, self-connection, um, and just giving that life force a place to kind of play inside of your body is is magic. Beautiful. And and um, just on the subject of erotic embodiment and sexuality, I imagine that many listeners are feeling um, a drop in libido at a time like this. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody whose libido feels like it's all but dormant? Um, Is this something that we just acknowledge, just let it be? Or would you be recommending that it is something that we try and, what's the right word, stoke? (laughs) Stoke the the libido. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's so normal. The first thing, like, if you have no desire or libido at the moment, like join the club. It is super normal that you would feel like this. When you think about um, survival or fight and flight in the body and the nervous system, you know, sex is a biological function and it is like usually reserved for the safest places and the safest moments and we're all going through an emergency stress response so for you to not feel super up for it all the time is super normal at this time um does it mean that it cannot change or that you can't move through that no it doesn't so normal is one thing but also if you really want to reconnect with that part of you or you want to lean toward stoking the flames as you said Mm -hmm. um it's absolutely possible. And I think something like erotic embodiment and the, those tools I just shared before is an amazing first step because it's gentle. This is not about getting back on the horse, so to speak, or going, all right, I just got to just gotta get on with this. Let's do it. And like ugh, banging mm. into each other. It really needs to come from a place of cultivating safety in your body first um, for you, by you, 
self-soothing and from a place where you and your partner have cultivated your own sense of safety then meeting each other from that place mm-hmm. um so again not outsourcing your pleasure and not not making it your other your partner's responsibility to make you feel a certain way because we do that often with sex as it is let alone during you know this really stressful time we would mm-hmm. we love to to be moved by another but what i invite us to do is to try and find ways to move ourselves first beautiful um and and to make it um you have a course to support women through erotic embodiment practice haven't you yes i do indeed right to share a little bit about that because this could be a really beautiful opportunity for people to work with you couldn't at a time like this yeah yeah this um i'm starting this on the 28th of august and it's a it's a four-week embodiment immersion and it's really designed to introduce people to the somatic tools so how you use the tools available in your own body to self-activate, to reawaken your body, to reawaken your sensations, build better relationship with your pleasure, your erotic body, your sensuality. Um, And it's also a really amazing opportunity to to let go of some of the stories and the habits and the beliefs that you have about your sexual and sensual self and really start afresh. So a lot of the women I work with come and they're like oh I'm not up for sex a lot or I feel really frustrated or I'm bored I'm so bored of the sex I'm having with my partner show me what to do tell me what to do and I'm like I can't tell you what to do I don't know what you need to do but I can help you turn around and have a look at some of the beliefs and habits that you've had hardwired into you from culture society old relationships parents um, and letting go of a lot of that to kind of come into a new sense of our erotic self and our sensual self. So that's what the course is designed to do. And it's going to be really gender explorative and um, great for the nervous system. Beautiful. Is that, um, are you working with men and women? Yes. So, yeah. So I actually did a, a mini class last night and I didn't make the distinction. I didn't say men, I didn't say women only. And I had a few men show up and I was like, you know what? It feels okay. I think it is, it is one for men this time as well, because we're all going through this collective experience, I think needs a, a collective um, container. So, and, yeah. and the men dropping in are really um usually what happens is I get a lot of quite feminine men coming to my work yeah okay yeah I just wondered if it might be something that some couples might engage in together possibly Definitely. Mm. yeah it would be beautiful space for that for sure yeah um so that's that's kicking off on the 28th of August so what do yeah. they need to do if it's something they'd like to make sure that they don't miss out on do they need to can they sign up to something or yes so if you come over to my instagram at the orgasmic mama there'll be in my link tree uh, a link directly up there and i can put the link in the the notes for this chat as yes. well. yeah. um or you can go to the orgasmic and um and suss it out from there as well yeah amazing um i was gonna say as well i'll put a I've got a free playlist, an erotic embodiment playlist that I can. Oh, fabulous. Can we put them on in the show notes? Yeah. Oh, that would be wonderful. Is that on Spotify or something? Yeah, on Spotify. 
Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Like my go-tos for really getting the juices going. Great. Yeah. Bring on the Shopify playlist. Yeah. And also to make it your book, Wild Honey. So I, what a beautiful book. Um, I and I'll I'll also include a link for people to grab a copy of this beautiful book um, in the show notes, which will be on my website. Um, but thank you for this; it's been an absolute pleasure to read. Um, so I'm going to leave you with one question: What is one thing you might do for yourself today to help you reconnect? with your body and just get things moving a little bit? What's one thing you might do or you will do? You're going to commit. One thing I will do today is make myself the most healthy, yummy lunch. So I've got some lovely salmon and some good organic kale and some seeds and, you know, I'll do, I'll do myself up real good. Um, yeah, that's that's the one thing I was going to say. I'm also going to clean my bedroom. And da, 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 da. One, you know, not one thing is myself really well because I'm also bleeding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so. Well, you. What about you? you? What well, about you? I, I am, I am also bleeding. So I am, I'm feeling like I haven't, I, I wore myself out a little bit on the weekend with all of my gardening. I mm. tend to sometimes get on a bit of a mission. Um, but I am going to be making a very typical of me green smoothie for lunch, which has lots of different green veg in and all sorts of delicious things. And I'm actually then going to be partaking in some green tea this afternoon, Ooh. which I believe is good to help support my dopamine. Um, and insofar as dopamine for all of us at the moment, um, I had a great chat to my nutritionist about a week ago and she said mm. I needed to eat more mango. So I use frozen mango in my green smoothie. Oh. More yellow foods. Uh, yellow foods are good. So mango, but she also said walnuts. She also said walk a cow. Yes, mm -hmm. please. Mm -hmm. um, and green tea. So um, every afternoon I went off to the markets recently and bought myself some really beautiful green tea and every afternoon I sit down with a chocolate bliss ball yeah. and a cup of green tea and it's just a really lovely moment. Yeah, so that, will be, that will be my day. Beautiful. I hadn't heard of green tea for the dopamine. I hope that I'm right in saying that because as I was saying it, I thought, oh, flip, maybe she was talking about my progesterone, which she thinks is a bit low, but I'm pretty certain it was, I'm pretty certain it was yeah. dopamine, but I will make sure I correct it on my notes if yeah. not. <laughs> um, is it yeah. one of those like powdery ones? Like one of the, oh, no, matcha. I'm just matcha. No, no, that's different. No, yeah, I get green leaf tea. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. delicious. <laughs> Tamika, thank you so much. Thanks for us um, to chat with you. Oh, it's been lovely, and it, it is such a comfort to to speak to to speak to people who understand it at a time like this. So I know it'll be really well received by Victorians and yes. Sydney siders and many others. Yeah, perfect. I hope to meet some of you in the course. Come and let's let's groove Gent, gently, groove gently, groove. <laughs> All Thank right, you. thanks so much. This was episode 27 of Woman, Conversations for the Curious. Just to confirm, my comment about drinking green tea in support of your dopamine levels was, in fact, correct, so drink it up. 
You can find all of the show notes for today's episode over at theholisticingredient.com forward slash 27. And as always, if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd so appreciate it if you could take a minute to rate and review it on iTunes. Until next time, stay curious.